Welcome in everyone to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. <sighs> Two niggas on the couch, bro. Uh, it's been a while since we had a podcast. Victor, it's been almost like three weeks since we had a pod. Well, You've been busy, I've been busy, Pig's been busy, Kev been busy, we all been busy. I should stay busy, bro. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to get to, a lot to catch up on. Uh, Coach K retires, Danny Ainge retires. Uh, Frank about to get fired. (laughs) People on airlines have lost their mind. And everyone's about to get a free Budweiser if you have the vaccine. But first that we got to talk about, Victor alluded to it. The Lakers lose 113 to 100 in six games at home. Against the Phoenix Suns. It's not even that in the first round. You know, you know what? Let me let me let me let me toss to you. So it says uh, the Lakers lose one thirteen to one hundred in six games in the first round. LeBron James first time losing in the first round in his career. Victor, what are your thoughts? I don't even know where to begin right now. <laughs> like the frustration I have is it's not even just like frustration. It's like like bro, I get it. We're gonna lose. You're gonna win some. You're gonna lose some. But like. The fashion that we lost at was so ridiculous. This entire fucking season has been so ridiculous. Like, we had no break time. Whatever. The professionals, they get a lot of money. Someone argue, who gives a shit? Okay, I'll let that one go. LeBron goes out for, what, 30 fucking games? AD, of course, goes out for 30 fucking games. I think AD was like, oh, you heard LeBron? Hey, me too, then. Fuck it. Mr. Street Clothes. And then he, <laughs> and then he plays tonight. AD, when we know he has a groin injury, groin injury, and we're like, is he gonna go? And he plays five fucking minutes, doesn't do shit, and he just sits on the sideline, has a fucking towel over his head, like he's sweating. Bro, just go put your fucking pullover on and call it a fucking game, okay? Call it a season. Call it a season. season call bro. it a season. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying he wasn't hurt. He obviously was hurt. He's obviously he could shouldn't be shouldn't be playing. But like Charles said, why did the doctors even fucking clear that? Yeah, because maybe if he didn't play, we could have a different strategy. And don't get me started about Frank fucking vocal right now. No, I want to like, get you started. Go for it. Like, I want to get you started. It's like we we signed Drummond mid season for what reason? To sit him the entire fucking game in yeah. a elimination situation. Yeah. Now I get it. At certain points of the game, when like we're we're, we're trying to run and gun, okay, he shouldn't be in the game because he's slowing down. But then there's times where like, why wasn't he starting? Or why wasn't he not in there? The second AD went out, yo, fuck it. Put him in there and see what happens. Because Trez, granted, he was missing a lot. He was trying to fucking be aggressive and try to get that bully ball going. So why not throw in Drummond, who's even a bigger bully? And then Kuzma, bye, nigga. Bye. Oh, heads up. This episode's going to be a lot of cussing and a lot of shit. Let's go over real quick. As we alluded to, uh, most of you knew who saw the game. Anthony Davis only played five minutes before leaving with the groin injury that he suffered in game five. Uh, Victor alluded to Andre Drummond did not play. That's a coach's decision. And as always, we got to talk about Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma had 18 minutes, was one of six from the field, only had two points in the entire game. Montrez Harold, eight points. Uh, excuse me, eight minutes with two points. So I think the biggest thing is you're right. With the Lakers, I think we're all kind of saying, oh, well, this series can go for the Lakers because they have so much depth. And you got Gasol, you got Drummond, you got Harold, you got LeBron, you got AD. We were favored to win. You got all these tall dudes. So the only tall person that Phoenix really has is Aiden. So you're going to slow it down, put it on the inside. And the Davis gets hurt. Frank Vogel doesn't decide to play Marcus on until like game three. Like, everything that was going on, I think you're right. It was a short NBA season, off season. 
Then you get Marcus and Andre Drummond to come in, two different players who are replacing JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, and you have to figure out what role do they play. Because if you look at those two, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, they know, first of all, Dwight Howard, he's on the tail end of his career, as we know. He's going to the Hall of Fame, and a lot of people are upset about that, but he probably will end up in no, the Hall of Fame. No, he deserves to be all He's going to the Hall of Fame. Different JaVale, episode, we'll discuss that one later. Yeah, JaVale McGee is in the same place of like, hey, my whole identity is to be the backup to Anthony Davis and to support LeBron. But Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul still had stuff left in the tank. Look at Andre Drummond. Yeah, he went to he was in Detroit. Yeah, he was in Cleveland, but he was still getting twenty and twenty. He was still getting twenty points, twenty rebounds, and he look what happened. He doesn't play in the last game of the season for the Lakers. So I think the big thing is you you obviously are a little bit more upset than I am at Frank Vogel. I oh, do think I was I was upset with him last year, bro. <laughs> like first of all, let's not lie to ourselves. When the Lakers first of all, when they signed Frank Vogel, everyone was just like all the coaches y'all could have picked, y'all picked that nigga. Why? Why? And we all know what it is. Jason Kidd's the assistant co- like You have the assistant, your assistant coaches are bigger names than Frank Vogel really is. You know, Frank Vogel has had a good pass. He played with the Pacers. He did really good with them. He had a little spurt. Obviously, he ran to Miami, and that's not his fault. But it's like, you, you could have picked any coach. You picked Frank Vogel to be your upstart for the Lakers with LeBron. Right. Ty Lue was out there. You didn't pick Ty Lue first, and LeBron wanted Ty Lue. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I didn't, I always said last year, I think what they wanted was Frank Vogel to lose like six out of ten games, fire him, Jason Kidd's head coach. Now, this year, unless Jason Kidd gets the Boston job, I think he's a head coach next season. Well, well, here's the question, too, is we talk about the Lakers this year and how much um, you know trepidation they had to go through, how much adversity they had to go through. What's gonna, what's next year going to look like for the Lakers? Listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to say, say this right now. Okay. The Lakers need to lean into this. Next year is hashtag redemption. Okay. <laughs> oh, but what does redemption look like? You and I already saw no. how many no, free you. agents they have for next year. First off, first off. Schroeder. I don't give a fuck about none of them niggas. Wes no. Matthews. Yo, bye. All of them. Bye. All the only them. player who is fucking safe besides LeBron James is AD technically because of his fucking contract but he ain't even safe but Caruso I I expect to see Caruso next year in a Lakers uniform unless he is a trade package for somebody else unfortunately right and I will I will I will accept that and I will understand that but I do see Caruso coming back because Caruso even tonight even though he wasn't doing shit obviously too but like he at least attempted he was getting fucking his hand in there he was being Active as fuck, Schroeder, you bitch motherfucker. You asked for all this fucking money. You're like, I deserve more. Okay, then how about you fucking go out there and you produce show us? More. And you yeah. didn't produce more. You didn't show us more. Yeah. Like, granted, CP3 is a better player than you, but he really outplayed you. Well, I think the biggest thing too is like, as Laker fans, Laker fans are known to be. We are known to be. We're gonna shoot for the moon. Because even if we miss, we still get them stars. We're getting Dame. We're getting Dame, bro. So, Fuck it. So I think the big thing is everyone already knows that they're going after Dame and they're going after Steph Curry. Again, you've heard me say this multiple times. I would be happy if they got a Zach Levine or Kevin Love or a combo of the two. Nah, Kevin Love is too injured. He's too, but more injured than AD. Good point. And he already won a championship with LeBron. I'm not saying you give up AD for Kevin Love. But at the same time, we saw that play against the Raptors where Kevin Love gets the rebound, gets the inbound pass, and just throws it nonchalantly inside. The one against the Wizards? No, against the Raptors. Where oh, he just that like, one. That one yeah. you know, he just has that inbound. Everyone's like, what? 
what, what are you doing? What the fuck just happened? Why, like, why are you doing that? So I think Kevin Love wants out of Cleveland. Chicago tried. Chicago really did try mm-hmm. with uh, Vucevic, getting him from Orlando. We saw the Denver Nuggets, who also won today. They got Aaron Gordon. <laughs> Fournier didn't work out in Boston. We saw the Magic's on this fire sale. And then you look at, like, well, only one out of those three is making it to the second round. But still, the mm-hmm. Bulls tried. However, you look at Zach Levine, local kid, played at UCLA. He can get 30. He can get you 30. Why not get him with LeBron James? Remember how the Lakers were like, oh, we should get DeMar DeRozan because he can at least get you like maybe 18 to 20 a game. See, I will, I like DeMar, but unfortunately, because of LeBron, you can't have DeMar. No, but they're I'm pretty much the same position. The, it's, it's too, I, th- I feel like it's too far gone for that. So you got to go after someone younger. And I think like Zach Levine is the answer. That's my biggest thing. I think, as, I think now at this point, the Lakers are in a really bad situation because, like, you have LeBron for, what, two more years officially signed? Yeah. Is it a player option the second year? Like, next year, he's, he's, he's signed through next year. Let's but just say he has a LeBron, player option. But LeBron ain't living until he decides to leave. Like, yeah, come that's on. True. No, he's waiting for his son to come to the league. Exactly. When LeBron comes in, he can say he's the so first I, one. So, I think what LeBron's going to do next year is, obviously, LeBron wants to win. That's just what it is. Like, he knows what he, he's doing. He's going for a certain record. He's, not allowed to he's going for a certain player. He wants to at least tie Kobe or beat Jordan. <laughs> There's not a lot of sense. What he wants for his legacy, for his brand, everybody's in the ear saying you gotta go for all that shit. It's fine, whatever. Well, we do know this. Phoenix moves on. Devin Booker scores 47. Chris Paul had an injured shoulder. We saw eight and was a little banged up. And he played. He sat the entire third fucking quarter. And he still came out and he still at least helped his team to a win. They're gonna play. Phoenix is gonna play Denver next round. Now, the only series to still be going on that's a first round series. Because we saw Portland lose against Denver tonight at home. Great fought series. Again, we alluded to where does Dame go after this? That's another question for another day. The Clippers. If the Clippers lose against Dallas, with Boston already losing, with Embiid being kind of banged up, don't be going to get Atlanta. There's a lot of star players that might be missing in the second round of the playoffs. There might be a lot of star players that are missing. So my biggest question to you, Victor, is... If the Clippers lose and we're able to fall to the mm-hmm. Mavs, who who would you say is like the the one matchup you want to see? I think Milwaukee versus Brooklyn is the biggest one. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Now the Lakers are done. Like I don't give a shit about anything else. <laughs> like all I care about is, is like is the Clippers to lose. Like that's just being real. Because I don't feel like dealing with these motherfuckers anymore. But it's obviously it's it's Luca's fucking. Is Lucas is Lucas championship well, champion? Is is Lucas final trip to lose himself at this point? Gotcha. Because he, I think there's no one in his way. But Denver is a really good team. Denver is probably the best team left in the playoffs right now on the West Coast. Denver and Utah are the two biggest ones in my. But opinion. I think Denver is better than Utah. Ooh, and you can imagine if Denver I, saw Jamal Murray. That's that's the scary part. They don't yeah. even have Jamal Murray. Yeah, and I still think Denver is the best team on the Western Conference left we, right now. We saw we saw Aaron Gordon hit that big three wide open in the corner. Yogi Michael gave it to him. Michael Porter Jr. is one of the biggest X factors people don't want to talk about because like this man, he he was the number one draft pick. He should be number one draft pick, no questions asked. He he was that dude. Yeah, he got he got hit a really a really bad injury. No one said. Everybody's like. Do we risk it? He's, he's, I get he's young, but that that could be forever. Like and, and it seems like whatever is going, whatever they did to him is working because he he balled out tonight. Yeah, he, like he had fucking thirty points tonight, and that's the scary part. He shouldn't even be like he's, they have such a good team, and they lost Jamal Murray. 
Yep. And they still have an MVP. You have Aaron Gordon, who is way too good to be on that fucking team for nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, like I, I after the Brooklyn and Bucks series, like I'm not watching them play else, bro. Like, well, actually, maybe maybe the Hawks. <laughs> the I'm Hawks, like, the Hawks have been interesting. The Hawks play against the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Sixers don't have a Joel Embiid. They still do have home court, as we talked about earlier, like off mm-hmm. off show. Matisse Thybul and. He could be named Defensive Player of the Year. Ben Simmons going mm-hmm. against Trey Young. That's gonna be the biggest deal because you got Tobias second guard mm-hmm. and Seth Curry guard. You have Dwight Howard. Okay, even can first of all, like all these players, whatever. The Hawks have Trey Young, Clinton Capella. Like come on, like uh, what's what's this Collins? Like the Hawks. John don't, Collins. Like yep. you know the Hawks. Like don't know Trey Young is good. It's and and I think it's we already can see right now. I can see in twelve, ten years from now, we're gonna be talking about, yo, you know, they trade for each other, right? Like, will we ever see if who knows? What, you know what? It's gonna be the Hawks and Dallas in the fucking finals this year, bro. No, it's not. No, it's not. Stop it. Don't say that. Yep. It's it's on wax, bro. It's on wax. It's on wax. It's on wax. It's on wax. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And when and when, and when we come back in six weeks, like. This nigga really called it. <laughs> Yo, we gonna mark it down. <laughs> Thursday, June third, eleven forty-five. Episode what twenty? Was that what twenty? Episode twenty. We don't be able to go back to this one. Standard time. <laughs> this full set: Dallas versus Atlanta in the finals. But it is interesting because we talked about Denver winning means they are the only team from last year's conference finals to make it. The Lakers lose. The Heat lose. And the Celtics lose. And the Lakers Celtics, got robbed, bro. The Celtics made a whole bunch of noise. Earlier this week, when Danny Ainge steps down, their head coach, Brad Stevens, gets promoted to president of basketball operations. But wasn't that leak before the series even over? Like, as like the, I felt like as the fourth quarter was winding down, oh, you hear about Danny just stepping down, Brad Stevens, like, oh, see, y'all niggas already knew this. Like, Well, I think the biggest thing that gets me is, like, Danny Ainge has been there for a minute. He's been there for a minute. Why would he step down? He, he's done a great job. He's done a great job, but you look at Danny Ainge, he's like, yo, I've been here for 15. I think he's been there for 18 years. I'm telling you right now, it's some kind of scandal. Well, well no, I don't think so. Here, here's my biggest thing. He's been there for, I want to say, 18 years. And with those 18 years, he made 15 playoffs. And then he won the championship in 2008, made two other finals besides that, had the big three with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, of course. But the big thing, too, is... He kind of had one of the biggest mismanagements of all time of any NBA team. If Kyrie Irving stays with the Celtics, then everything works out. However, you get Jason Tatum, you get, you know, Jalen Brown. Yes, all that works. Absolutely. However, you try to do something that you cannot do in professional sports. You try to play for the future and play for the present, and that doesn't work. Either you got to be OKC. Or it's going to be the Clippers. Either it's all in or it's we're going to wait down the line. So when you look at the Boston Celtics, who, let's be honest, 2008, great. I mean, that was good for them. We never hear, we'll never stop hearing like the end of how great they were when, when they beat the Lakers. But you have to also say, Danny Ainge, if it wasn't for your boy, Kevin McHale in Minnesota, giving you. Would you ever be Garnett? Giving you. Giving you Kevin Garnett. We can say the same about Jerry West and Paul Gasol, though. I mean, no, we can't. You can also say, because think about it. It wasn't, Jerry West didn't have no, I mean, he probably did, but, I mean, come on, the Orlando Magic getting Shaquille O'Neal in 1996 as a free agent. 
getting Kobe Bryant, trading Vlade Divac, one of your most popular players. Jerry West is one of the biggest architects of NBA basketball. Not saying Danny H isn't because he got a lot of pieces, but at the same time, when you think about all the people he could have got, he could have got AD, he could have got James Harden, but he didn't want to, like, you know. He was too nervous to push the button. Exactly. He didn't want to go all in, go nuclear. He was being more conservative. And what did that get you? It gets you three. Out of the last four years, you went to the Eastern Conference Finals, never to a finals. And now you're asking yourself, how good is Jason Tatum? We we know he's pretty good because he got 50 points in the only win that they got against Brooklyn. Jalen Brown hurt for the season, but still very, very good. And where do they go from here? You have Brad Stevens go to the front office, and who do they get as a head coach? Do you get the aforementioned, you know, Jason Kidd? Do you get Chauncey Billups? Do you get... Do you go for even a black head coach? That That's another big question. Do you go Do you go with who someone who I would... like? I love Chauncey. I think, he's a, I think he'd be a great candidate. But then do you want to really shake things up and go with Becky Hammond from the San Antonio Spurs, become the first woman yeah, well, head coach? Coach Kate retired from college. Well, pros. No, no, no. <laughs> coach Kate. Coach Kate. Well, I'm just saying, if you're the Boston Celtics, yeah, Becky like. Becky Hammond, that'd be, that'd be kind of epic. Okay, so, so here's my question for you. you got two of the most, two of the most storied franchises in mm-hmm. all of sports with the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. If you're the Lakers, we already talked about where do you go from here. But if you're Boston. I think, Where do you go from here? Let's be real. Boston is in the worst situation the Lakers are. The Lakers have a championship in the past two years, and they still have the best player, on the, well, arguably the best player still on the planet. We have AD, who is obviously when he's not in street clothes, he's one of the best players in the league. And we have a front office that will fucking, and Rob Polinka, who has shown, yo, I'll go after certain people. Now the question is, are we going to open the fucking checkbook up? Yeah. Are we going to say, because obviously you, like all the players we have signed right now, we can go over the contract, we can go over the limit for them, but are we going to, because I don't think we're signing Wesley Matthews for too much money. No. I don't think Schroeder deserves any fucking kind of money whatsoever. He should be fucking paying for, he should, be, he should get $5 million a year <laughs> off the bullshit he just did right now. And only player I'm talking about, only one player I want to see, I truly want to see Caruso get his money. Yeah. I want to see Caruso get, we like five million a year, you think, for him? Yeah, because Caruso plays hard on both ends. I think, what, like a four year, four year player play, team option, fourth year? I think you're 25 being, mil. I, I think, yeah, well, I think that's kind of a lot. I think if you go four year, 20 mil, with the third year being a team option, or maybe third the year? fourth year being a team option. I like but whatever, whatever it is, I think Caruso deserves, whatever, whatever he signs, he's going to get a few mil a year. I yeah. think I think he I think he deserves it. I think he he's obviously earned it, and I'm okay with that. The rest of those motherfuckers, Drummond, like we didn't even fucking use him that much. So like, I don't even know what you could keep him. Obviously, LeBron would make a decision up. LeBron would say, "Hey, are we gonna keep the nigga or not keep him?" <laughs> it's not like so. Like I bet you, LeBron is considering trading AD right now. No, I don't think so. Yes. I think I think also the worst part is LeBron's not an idiot. He knows what it is like. He's out. His like in his his mindset. He knows. He sees the end. I think LeBron knows. I got two years. And also how he first of all that press conference. How he kind of said. I think he put the league on notice. Like I told you right now, it's like he said, "Hey, I'm about to get a lot of rest this summer." I think he was just saying, "I'm coming for all y'all niggas." And I think I think next year he's coming back with a vengeance. And I think he's going after Jay Crowder. I think, <laughs> I, think go, I think he's going after Crowder. I. Honestly, I'm, I don't think I think I don't think we'll get him, but I think LeBron's gonna try to do a filler out for Dame Lillard. 
Yeah, no, I Our, agree. Like you said, Steph Curry. I don't think Steph will leave Golden State. Honestly, I think Golden State, Golden State will open that that book up for him because they know next year they have a an arguable good chance of getting four fifth seed because right. they have a full squad coming back. Right. Or who knows? Maybe I just I just think LeBron right now is going to be going home, go to his family and kids, all that bullshit. Go to Cancun somewhere tomorrow with Rich Paul, and he's going to be sitting there on the beach like, what nigga I want next on my team. Yeah, and he's gonna be like Caruso. I'm keeping you alone. Caruso's gonna call him. Miss call. Caruso's yeah. gonna be calling like, "Hey, how, how, how's the vacation? Don't worry about it. You're gonna be on one next year anyways." Too. Now he's not gonna respond. He's not gonna respond to a straight to point. No, well, you have been blocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's gonna be interesting because when you look at Boston, you give up you you try to get all these big name players, and I think it's very interesting that you fleece the Brooklyn Nets. Back then, Jersey Nets to give you, you know, you give up so much. You give up Paul Pierce, you give up Kevin Garnett, you give up all those players to go to Brooklyn when they're past their prime, and then all of a sudden, Brooklyn's the same team that beat you. Very, very like it's very ironic storytelling, you know, all that. And I, I just think when you look at Danny Ainge, I think he saw the right on the wall where it's like, hey, I tried my best, I got all these draft picks, and they just didn't work out. Let me leave while we're somewhat like, you know, let me leave. Like, you know, I left you off all this stuff. Your turn. And obviously, yeah. when he's when him stepping down, he'll probably be some fucking consultant or something. Unless somebody else signs him, you know how like they're like how like how Kurt Rambis is still with Lakers, but he's not even with them. Yeah. Like, but you still always in the room. Yeah. So how, what the fuck are you doing? Like, like I think Danny Angel be always like that. I think he's always gonna be part of the organization. Celtic pride, all that good stuff. You know, like I get it. Like some some certain teams run deep, like how like Loki Jerry West kind of says the same thing. You know, he's not with them anymore. He's like. Yeah, it's my team forever. Like how he was like butthurt about Jenny, Jenny, uh, Jenny bringing up the five best players, and they didn't call him up. Oh, well, I mean that's different. I mean, like you have Jenny Buzz on all the smoke when you're like, who are the best five Lakers of all time? And by the way, and I, I heard the best thing where it's like, if anyone ever asks you who are the best five on the spot, and people, other people want to watch, just be like, oh, I have like many people, and just keep, just keep it pushing. Don't like, answer. Where are five are starting right now? That's our best five. Yeah, exactly. That's what we say. Exactly. Keep, keep it light. But yeah, like I think, honestly, I, I, I truly am looking forward to his offseason. I think LeBron is resting. I think AD, personally, you know, AD, how about you try a fucking vegan diet out? Cause maybe that might work out for you. Cause you get hurt all the fuck. You're like you're like a, you're a tall ass Chris Chris Paul, bro. Yeah, really? he's yeah. number he's number three as well. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Three. They're both fucking number three for a fucking reason, bro. Like like like, bro. Like you you too big to getting hurt. I get you. I get injuries happen. Like players get hurt, and you and you can't determine when or when not. But like studies have shown, when you go on an all vegan diet, you're a lot healthier. I mean, those studies have also been done by yeah. other vegans, so that's Shut up, bro. Look at Javel McKee. He's a vegan. We'll never get hurt. Oh, my God. Chris Paul's a vegan, right? No, he's not. Chris Paul's a vegan. Chris Paul went vegan. That's why he's having this rejuvenation. That's probably why he got hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, like, I don't know what, like, like maybe LeBron got to tell AD, like, hey, yo, come with me. I'm about to spend four mil on my body this year. Maybe you should do the same fucking thing. Right? Yeah, I, I just like like come on, AD. Like you always like you get like it's the worst part. He gets hurt, and as you know, like watching AD during the games, like you're like this motherfucker is amazing. Like everyone just can tell you like yo, this fool cannot be stopped. And then every single time he he goes up for a layup and he gets fouled, you just look and go, no, don't get hurt this time. Three to six weeks. Don't get hurt. Three to six weeks. He gets hurt and it's like oh, I'm hurt. Like what? Yeah, hyperextended knees. Like what the fuck? How? 
do you have such bad luck? And you're fucking you. First he fucked up his fucking knee, and then his fucking groin's like. And then the worst part is like, he don't just get like an injury. He's like, oh, I got like a stubbed toe. Oh no, I have an injury that that's gonna require three fucking weeks of me being out for. Yeah, you just hope he comes back. Um, I do think it's interesting though because as we mentioned, Brad Stevens, he's moving to the front office. Danny Ainge stepping down. It was a huge deal when Coach K said he was stepping out earlier this week. Yeah. So, Coach Mike It's a changing of the guard. It is. Coach Mike is leaving Duke. Uh, John Shire, one of his former players, one of his many thousand former players, is yeah. taking over for him. Uh, Victor, I just want to get your quick thoughts because Coach K, that's a, that's a big deal. Like, I think I, I do feel bad for the person that's stepping up after Coach K. Yeah. Because it's like he won't be there for long. Like I'm not saying he's a bad coaching that, but it's like, how do you like you can't? How so? You're like, coaching Coach K is the last of like him, Popovich, all those coaches. Like that's the last of that shit could ever happen again. Like coaches that are there for fucking 15, 20 years. Like people their whole lives have only seen that fucking coach in that position. <laughs> There's no sports like that anymore. It's now a league where if you a coach for five years. Yo, you made it five years. You made you made it past your first contract. Oh shit! Yeah. Like yeah. even Terry Terry Sowers is like for Portland. Like I have two left in my contract. I don't know what y'all talking about. Like nigga, you getting fired? Like <laughs> and the worst part is like if you don't win within three years, it's like so what are you doing? It's like I'm trying to coach, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and it's and this motherfucker, how long? Like how long was he there for? Dude, over four decades. And he's like five championships and like the the numerous players, yeah. numerous Hall of Famers, fucking standouts, European players. Like, this motherfucker has coached so many fucking people, people he's missed out on. Who knows, LeBron might have went there one day. Who knows, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like he missed out on the Olympics team, and Coach K, is he's the last of a dying breed. I think the most interesting thing is a lot of people don't realize that Coach K, because he's short in stature, a lot of people don't really know his, like, background, mm-hmm. but from Chicago, tough city, Goes to West Point, huge. I mean, come on, know you know, he went to West Point, our you know, military academy. He plays basketball at West Point. His coach was, you know, his coach was at West Point. Is it Roy Williams? No, his, his coach was Bobby Knight. Wow, that was his coach at West Point. This nigga's still alive, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he goes, he goes to Duke, he coaches Duke, he becomes, and the, you know, how there's always. There, there has to be two things or three things that happen at one time in order for you to be successful. It was Duke basketball, but cable TV was also ramping up as Duke was becoming a big deal. And the fact that Duke had Christian Leitner and Grant Hill and a lot of just guys that people didn't like, Bobby Hurley, the fact that they had that but they kept winning was a testament to what Coach K brought to that university. And when he had to run into Dean Smith, who was at the time the gold standard, mm-hmm. this is after John Wooden, Dean Smith is the gold standard of college basketball. And they just happen to be eight miles away from each other, one at Chapel Hill, one at Duke. You know, it's just, it's crazy how this all goes down. So when you look at Coach K, you're right. He goes to the NBA. He goes to the NBA to help out with the Olympic you know, team. Kobe said, "Hey, I would have played for you if I had to choose a school and then go straight to the pros." He did so much for basketball, and it was so interesting to see that he didn't have that many one and dones up until a certain point. 
He had Corey McGetty. He had Elton Brand. And then, and then all of a sudden, here comes Austin Rivers. Here, you know, here comes all these guys. Who like, like, he's had so many fucking good. Like, even just the last, like, seven years. Well, well, he had guys who came in and said, hey, I'm only playing one and done. And he adjusted to it. And he won with it. But I do think he was the catalyst for the let's keep it the same way. And I, I think it's a very interesting that Coach K at Duke, Roy Williams at North Carolina, and we have to see the biggest question mark out of all of them is Jim Beheim in Syracuse if he retires. Did he, didn't he have like an issue? Like, oh. I mean, I, there, he like again, multiple issues recruiting. Uh, he also hit someone. that I think that was what you might be alluding to. But also, can they keep up with the new changes in the NCAA with the likeness in the image rules coming yeah, in because that, that now changes the game. You're not competing with that shit. Like. But it now, it now changes the game and you already know the game. You rule the game. You're Coach K. You rule the game. You came up with the, the, the rules for the game. And now all of a sudden that is changing. Why would you want to stick around? I think this is great. I think he did so much for college basketball. College basketball is losing someone who brought so much intensity, fire, and passion to the game. And to be honest with you, where is it left from now? Because you have to look at, like, John Calipari at Kentucky, Jay Wright at Villanova. Those guys are old school coaches, yes. But are you ever going to see someone else like Coach K? And the answer is simply no. You're not. You're never going to see someone like that ever again. He has been doing such a great job at Duke. And let's see what college basketball looks it's, like. It's definitely sad to see him. Like It's it's wild. Like Even though I don't watch a lot of college basketball how you do, but I still know who Coach K is. Like, I still know, like, oh, shit, Coach K is, like, that's Duke. Like, he yeah, really is. big deal. He's, like, he's their standard. Like, he never had any scandals, no cheating scandals that we know of, at least, that got popular, you know what I mean? Like, he's never had any, like, oh, Coach K does this. Like, no, he's just Coach K. Like, <laughs> that's just Coach just, just, just Like, you know what I mean? Like, he out here coaching these fucking kids, yelling at them and shit, making them better players, and it's sad to see him go. But it's cool that he's going out on his own term. Obviously, he's probably not going to win a championship next year. It's not like ourselves. Yeah. These players, like, these, these, college is such a fucking, so dumb now. Like, these players are forced to go to school when they want to go pro, which is, like, that's so messed up. Like, and then they're not going to pay off their money still. You'd be just selling my fucking jersey in the fucking locker room and all around right. the world. Like, right. like, when you wear my jersey, like, you know that why it's my, it's not my name on it, but, like, you know why you bought that. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because we talk about, you know, freshmen who are coming in as one and done athletes who are kind of changing the way we perceive basketball. Before all of this, the freshmen that changed basketball were the Fat Five in Michigan. And about three weeks ago, it was announced the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2021. We saw guys like Chris Weber. We saw guys like Ben garbage. Wallace. I we saw you. guys like Chris Paul Weber. Pierce. Fuck we Chris saw Weber. Chris Bosch. Fuck Paul but Pierce. The thing about I want to bring up Chris Webber just for a little bit because I had the opportunity to watch that NBA countdown yeah, clip where Chris Webber and Jalen Rose made up. And that I, one on the Zoomers or something like that? No, the one that where you know, Jalen Rose is with Maria Taylor and they're basically congratulating on Chris Webber on him making it into the Hall of Fame. Which was bullshit. And I posted it to my Twitter. No, I thought it was a really. I thought it was really genuine. I thought it was like. No, I mean, like he should go to the Hall of Fame. No, I mean he should go to the Hall of Fame. Nah. But my biggest thing is, I think even bigger than that is everything that's been going on with like black men and how like we had to deal with everything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you had these two black men who had beef for so long were able to put that aside and squash everything. I thought that was a really, really big deal moving forward. Like 
Jalen Rose always talks about his his mom's legacy and how she created this name of Jalen, which is a really big deal. Big popular fucking name. Like, super popular name. But the fact that, like, he kind of, like, Chris Webber alluded to in the interview, like, hey, like, thank you for everything that your mom did for me, and I'm so sorry to hear about her passing. That's the energy I want going throughout this year because you never know who's going through something, number one. Number two, if you have to, Mm -hmm. you know, make amends with something that you haven't had the opportunity to do with, I think the pandemic is a great place to start. It's like, hey, we might have been on off, you know, different paths. We might have, like, fallen off. But if, like, the pandemic starts anything, it's like life is short. And we've Mm -hmm. all been stuck inside. Do you really want to let this person go? So I thought it was really mature and really cool to see these two older black men make up and squash their beef. See, I think you're right. But unfortunately, like, I'm a Taurus. I guess call him mature. I'm petty as fuck. I always say, I literally post a picture. It's funny you said the beef thing. I literally post a picture today on Instagram. I said, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes of all time by a great pof, a prophet named Cardi B was, if we got beef, we got beef forever. And I fucking live by that shit. If somebody got a problem with me, I got a problem with them, I call me immature, whatever, I don't give a fuck. I'm never going to respect that person ever again. Like It, it would take... Nothing, nothing to do. But if I don't like someone, that's it. I'm forever. So kudos, Jalen Rose, for doing that. Because I know I damn sure cannot. I am a tourist. I, mean, I I'm think petty the biggest thing is like, so you think like someone who have you, you don't wish harm on anyone, but you're no, I don't wish harm on anybody. Well, most people. But if I if I don't like someone, I'm never gonna change that. I'm never right. never gonna catch me. I don't. I'm not saying I want anything bad to happen to them, anything miserable to happen to them. But like if I heard a bad story, like oh somebody passed away, I'm like, all right. Like, I'm not going to, like, text you, like, her about your fucking blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to do none of that shit. I'm not going to do none right, of that. Right. Even if it was, like, if it was, like, it was like say it was somebody who we, let's say, our group, somebody we all knew. If I didn't fuck with them, that's it. Right. I don't fuck with them. I don't give a shit about them. You're not in my fucking blimp. If I saw you in the room, I'm going to tell you how I feel. That's what it is. On site, almost like not on site, but like how we talked about last time being on site. Yeah, I just think the biggest thing is like we saw how much black men were going through. And if you have a beef with another black man, it might be petty, but at the same time, like what's the it, like what's the point of squabbling over it for so long when you're going through so much anyway? Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is like we see all these young black men passing away over dumb stuff, and then you get older and have to deal with issues at things like. You talk about like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, like things that black people have to go through uh, that just happens to be like not inherited to us, but something that's just like we are more prone to. Mm-hmm. So why would you hold that anger over someone else? Like what does that accomplish for you? I'm just that petty. I'm yeah. just I just that's just like my mentality is like I don't I don't fuck with you. Like if I got beef, if you have because if you want to fucking if you want to bring me to a level where I'm like, oh, you want to have these fucking problems? All right, bet. Keep that same fucking energy, bro. Keep, keep that same energy to the grave. To the fucking grave. So bro. we can have beef at twenty five, but once you hit ninety five, nigga, we still if, if still Curtis beefing. right now, Curtis, we have, if, if some if we had some type of fucking falling out, it can the worst part he'd be over the dumbest fucking thing. I don't give a fuck. If right. the second I feel like if I feel disrespected or if I feel anger, I'll take it to the fucking grave, bro. Right. And like how she, listen, when Michelle Obama says when they go low, we go high. Fuck that. When they go low, I go right down to the fucking flow with them. But see, I think it's two different things. It's like, my thing is like, I look at it as we had See, I'll issue. tell you right now, you have more compassion than I will ever have in my life. I don't think it's, I don't think it's compassion. I think it's common sense. I was, I think it's more like, 
hey, we're in this together. What's the point of us beefing? And we now have segregated, like, against ourselves. We now separate ourselves. So if you look at, like, hey, we changed the game as freshmen. We did this. We came in and we wore black socks, bald head. Like they we, did. No, they were right. shorts. They, they did changed all that. culture. Yeah, they changed everything. And the fact that we had a falling out, which we won't go into detail because yeah. we don't have that long to talk about. Yeah. But the, and also, it's on them, like how they yeah, have exactly. But see, my my biggest thing is like I don't like older black men beefing. That's just me because I know <laughs> like Kwame Brown. No, no, which we'll get to in a minute. But like, <laughs> I look more so like here, here's my biggest issue. We talk about you made it out of a certain neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You you rose up against all these odds. You made it to something that people only can dream of making it to the NBA. You get to, you get to a certain point where it's like, hey, I retired from the NBA. I'm still making money. The way I look at it is I look at Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. President Obama had to explain to kids that the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons did not like each other at one point. Mm-hmm. That was back in the 80s. You know how long ago that was? That was back when we were just being born, you and I. He had to explain to kids in middle school and high school. Recently. Not recently, like recently. Recently. Former President Obama had to explain recently why the Pistons and Bulls didn't like each other. And then you look at Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas, and the way I look at it is I look at it childish, where it's like, you look at Michael, he didn't shake my hand. I beat him, he didn't shake my hand. You look at Isaiah, well, he didn't pick me for my team. He didn't pick me for his team. Exactly. And y'all are squabbling over some stuff when we look at black men. That last dance was so funny. Really yeah. <laughs> and I took it personally. I took it, it personally. <laughs> but you get these black men who get to a certain age, 50, 60, who are still beefing. But then it's like, how much have you accomplished in your life that other black men wish they could have just already accomplished? Because it's not even about that. Like, if you want forgiveness, ask for ask It's God, not right? forgiveness. It's not forgiveness, though. That's my biggest thing. It's like, I'm not asking for forgiveness. What I'm saying as a bystander is you look at a lot of black men mm-hmm. who reach 50, 60 year old, who pass away from uncomplicated shit. Wow, shit, yeah. And they die just from normal stuff. And then they die or they even make it. Like, think about it. You make it out of these odds. Like, Isaiah Thomas from Southside Chicago. He made and first of all, like you made, you went to you went to the Olympics. You want to go medal? You do, you Come do, on. you do stuff that, strictly speaking, it's one in a fucking trillion. Exactly. I'm not talking about for athletes. I'm talking about just for pure black men. Like speaking it that long, how many black true. men make it to 65? Like, let's talk about that. No, and not, and not only did you guys make it to that age, you are still succeeding I mean, you know, past niggas, that. And y'all still in the same field, <laughs> and you're still in the same field. And now you look at each other, going, "I don't talk to him. I don't talk Fuck to him." It's like, that, and, and the question is like, mm-hmm. if you didn't learn anything during the pandemic, which is life is too short, as we all saw. Like we talked about, like your birthday, my birthday, we celebrated two birthdays in a pandemic. Double dose, baby. Life is too short for to be like, well, I don't like him because he did X, Y, and Z. I mean, well, I don't like him. It's like, no, life is too short to even have that on your conscience. No, so I get, what you, I get what you're saying about like, hey, like if I don't fuck with you, it's like that forever. But at the same time, it's like, well, when you get to a certain age, there's going to be people that are going to start dropping off. And you got to really look around and be like, all right, we don't have to like each other. But at the same time, I still understand that you and I are still here together, which other people may not have the luxury of being. No, I don't see it that way. <laughs> I can tell. I, I don't see the way. I can like, tell. I, like, I can tell. Everybody who, who everybody who I've dropped since the, since the pandemic, like you're right. There's certain people I've, I thought about, like, damn, I haven't seen since so long. I'm going to text them more often because of the pandemic. But there's some niggas that I don't fuck off no more. Fuck all them niggas, bro. 
niggas and bitches, I don't give a fuck who they are. If you don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with you. And that shit's to my fucking grave, bro. I don't give a fuck. On my deathbed, I'll fucking call your name. I'll call you a bitch. Simple uh, as that. Like, I'm, I'm that 100% seems, with that. That seems like a waste of breath to No, me. you're right. It, no, it's, it's a waste of breath. You it seems might, like a waste you, of breath. You think so? I fucking feed off that fucking shit. I fucking, you feed off it on your deathbed. I love the fuck. I love all the fucking hate I get, bro. You know, I fucking, I live You're going to be on shit. your deathbed just hating on people. Yes. You, you're giving it out. And they're going to be like, well. He still had 15 more people to go, but he died. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that's why I'm making a list. Right? And then, okay, but like, by that point, I'll forget the name. I forget most names anyway. But I know if I see, if I see, if I see certain names, he said, "I'm gonna forget the names anyway." I'll forget the names. Oh my god! Well, I mean, it is interesting because I'll, I'll see their names eventually. Like on Instagram, like I'll see people like I don't fuck with no more, like, like randomly pop up. It's like, oh fuck this. All name. right, so let's let's go into this. Yeah. Do you think Kwame Brown? Like, what are your thoughts on Kwame Brown? Then, like, Kwame, first of all, Kwame Brown, he he a country nigga, so we got to be careful with that. Okay, like, some country niggas. Different them biscuits and gravy be in their fucking bloodstream, bro. Like all that, all that cholesterol be going to their fucking brain. Cause it's like Kwame Brown is like the biggest sensation right now. Like he's like he's almost like a quarantine radio was last year. Like if he he's, did, he's, he's almost like Tiger King. You know, he the you can't help like cause it, cause it, it all started from. What the Up in Smoke podcast with Jimmy Buzz made a small comment, yeah, about how she traded for somebody and then. Steve Jackson said a comment, and Matt Barnes maybe tapped him on the knee, yeah. and Kwame took it personal. Kwame said, "I took that personal." Yeah, and he just came out and said, "Yo, fuck that nigga and this nigga. Look at my hand still dirty, nigga." Like Kwame, what, what, who hurts you? Like, <laughs> what I, I hear, I hear his life story is wild, bro. Kwame Brown's life's he had like his like his dad, his other brother are in jail for murder and shit like that, like. Wow, shit, bro. But like he, he in the worst part, like he keeps doubling down on it. Like at first it was like kind of funny, and then you're just like, oh, I guess after all these years of us making fun of him, like he's had enough. But like it's like it's almost like he had like a gag order that he couldn't talk shit for like fucking so long, and all of a sudden the floodgates have opened up. Well, my thing with Kwame is I was like, hey, if you see something that offends you, I mean, talk your talk your shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a pandemic. Every, everyone's reachable. I don't mean that in like a physical, violent way. I'm like. Yo, you go on Instagram, you start calling people out because he was calling out everyone. everyone. He was calling everyone. And people were like, yo, he called Jamel Hill. Jamel was like, yo, I, what, what'd you call me out for? And she's a sports columnist. Like, she's yeah. supposed to talk about you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, I get, there's certain people, like, like you have to skate Bayless in the world, like, who, tour, their, their job is literally to critique you. Granted, they're fucking full of shit, a lot of them. It's not a lot of ourselves. A lot of them just make up shit that's a fucking filter narrative. Like, Skip is, has, been, has been personally vindictive towards a certain player. Yeah. Yeah. And he hates Kawhi. He hates Kawhi. Yeah. And, but it, you could tell it's fucking personal, like, with Kawhi. Nah, but I feel like at the same time, it's like, Skip, that's different. He's trying to do all for attention. I no, feel like... No, but like, like I'm like, saying, like, example, like, there's there are people who are, like, obviously he's the bigger name, but, like, there's, like, the, the little smaller one that, that try to do the same thing that never really pick up, like... You might get that one like, oh, he said about LeBron. LeBron's like, yo, fuck that. Like, who was it with Ben Simmons? That dude that came at Ben Simmons was like, wow, he can't shoot. Ben Simmons was like, who is he? The Wizard. Yeah, yeah. he was like the Wizards play-by-play guy during yeah. the regular season. I, I look at it this way where it's like, Kwame, whatever you got to say, speak your chest. Mm-hmm. It's the best time. I've already told you this outside of the show. I was like, he is going to be signed with someone. Oh, yeah, he probably, needs to be signed to a podcast. Probably not ESPN, but he will be signed with oh, someone. No, he he needs he need cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs cable and, and YouTubers. Like and that. I think it's great. I was like, we, and I think the more you hear about people, it's like, it's, oh, he's it, a it, bust. It is, it is he's a bust. But, you, but my thing is, it's only a okay, bust. You, you can use his, his argument he used, like, I made $60 million. But also, like, how someone wrote, like, 
he came in in a really bad situation. Oh, Michael Jordan. 18 years old, Michael, Michael Jordan. He was 17. 17. Tonight. Michael Jordan didn't want him. The owner of the Wizards wanted, wanted, wanted to trade him for somebody. He wanted to trade him for Elton Brand. Which is hilarious. That's yeah. Because like, that that would have been great. Because the Wizards could have been totally different. Totally different. At the time. Jordan might have possibly won one more. Yeah, with Elton Brand. Like, it's, again. Like, so, Jordan came in. Is know what it was? He, it's like when Kobe got Dwight. Kobe was like, yo, you're such a like how he just... Like, yo, what are you doing, bro? You do, he he, he, no, he but, wanted more of him than he could do at the time. But that's different because Dwight had already made it to a finals. Yeah, different level. So he had more potential. Well, I just say more. He reached more of his potential. Mm-hmm. Jordan came in and was like, you're 17. I don't really want you. What makes you think you can, like, play with me? I'm going to kick this ball in the stands. You go get it. Go fetch. Also, yeah, like, and Jordan came from a different era. Like That's what I'm saying. He's not used to these little kids coming kids coming into the league. Like, no. Jordan, and also, Jordan had to work his way to the league. And, exactly. and you have Kwame just became a fucking, just grew to be a certain height. Oh, you're in the league now? So, exactly. Like, I think it was, it was it took it personal. And, and I think I think a big thing, too, is, like, you can't really talk about, like, bust when it's the situation. Like, we can talk about Kuzma. And be like, hey, like, again, I say it all the time. When Kuzma plays really well, I'll sit down and be quiet. When Kuzma plays shitty, president, I'm assuming trade him. you ain't well, quiet that much with Kuzma. Right, exactly. But then think about it. You look at Julius Randle, most improved player. Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. Mm. Brandon Ingram, last year, most improved player. Well, that's they also were, because they were they're not like, playing with LeBron. But they were... He was playing with Mike. No, but I'm... He was playing no. with Michael. I'm saying, no, like... I'm saying that. When, when, point, when, yeah. when you're saying, like, oh, he didn't live up his potential, it's like, yo, it's like, these guys are coming in, like, Randall, D'Angelo, Russell, Clarkson, they all play with Kobe. That's a lot for them to put on. But then once you were like, all right, boom, you ain't playing really well, you ain't living to your potential, we gonna trade you, and then all of a sudden you realize, like, Brandon Ingram's 22. D'Angelo Russell is really, is really good. They're all young. And the next thing you know, it's like, but, but why are they bonds? Because it takes time to learn it. Some and players it, don't, have, don't have it yet. I don't, 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 but, I mean, don't have they don't. Not everybody could be your Kobe, your Jordan, but your I Lucas. Don't, I don't even think it's that, though. I don't think it's potential-wise. I think when you look at Luka, Luka has been playing for so long. He has been in you know yeah, professional, professional basketball. basketball. When you go from, I'm a 17, 18-year-old, I'm playing one and done. Boom, we're going straight to the league. When you're playing in college, you're playing 30 games. When you go to the league, you're playing 82, not even including playoffs. With professionals. With professionals. When you're in college, you're pretty much keeping it, like, to your regional sports. Mm-hmm. Now you're in the NBA, D'Angelo Russell filming Nick Young. Like, bro, that gets away in college, but you can't do that in pros. You learn stuff. You grow. But when you have to grow, you get those growing pains. It's a different from getting growing pains at college and getting growing pains in the NBA. And it takes some time to learn that. So you're basically taking this 17, 18-year-old immature millionaire and being like, go play. And even though they might be able to play on the court, all the other stuff that comes with it, they may not be equipped to handle it. But we as the spectators, as the media say, hey, he can't hoop. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's sorry. Hey, trade him. Hey, put some weight on. Well, he ain't never going to be good. Brand Ingram could be the cornerstone of the New Orleans Pelicans if you give him time. True. He's only going to be 22. Lonzo Ball, oh, he a bust. Play pretty well. You just never know where these guys are going to be and how they're going to end up after a certain amount of time. True. So I get it. Like Kwame Brown, he came into the NBA at a totally different time. Just, came in with Jordan at like, a totally different time. It's unfortunate because a lot of players, it happens with a lot of good players. They come in, some systems don't work for them. Yeah. Like, Luca's in the good system. Trey Young's in the good system for him. Luca is the system. Luca is the fucking system. Luca is the like, system. There's a lot of, like, for example, we'll get, oh, before we go to the next topic, Dame Lillard is one of the best fucking players in the goddamn league. Yeah. No questions asked. 
Steph Curry, best point of play in the fucking league, is you switch you switch them out, are they the exact same player? Because Curry is a better system, but, better team, obviously. But I think it's also like look at the difference. Like let's go back. You talk about Trey Young isn't a good system. He's in Nate McMillan's system. Which system? When is they had when they had Lloyd Pierce, they were struggling. They yeah. fired Lloyd Pierce. Nate McMillan comes in and they're winning. Okay, all of a sudden, Mark Jackson with the Warriors, they don't do anything. But you bring in Steve Kerr, and they start winning. So is it the system? Is it the player? We talk it's a about, lot of factors. It's, it's a lot of factors. You talk about, like, okay, you put Dan, you're asking if you put Dame Lillard on Oakland, Golden State, and then you put Steph Curry on Portland. Yeah, it's a totally different ball game. But at the same time, yo, Dame's playing in front of his fam. He's playing in front of his home city. A lot of different factors, does, still. does he grow as much as he grows when he's playing in Portland? Who knows? knows. Who like, knows? But at the same... great mysteries. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like we you have to account for all that. So when you look at Steph, like, he's too skinny. He's injury prone. Ankles. All that stuff. But then he comes in. Boom. Clay Thompson. Ooh. The, the, the mean, you know, Draymond Green. Boom. Like, that's a whole big thing. So that is the system around him. Whereas I don't think Steph is Steph with CJ McCollum. And also, it's got to be the... Let's be honest. It's got to be the front office as well. If you have... LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, they got to CJ McCollum. They don't no, want to spend that money. You're not going to have a no, but, team. People, but people are also leaving. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's it's not up to them. It's also up to the front office. And I think the Warriors get a lot of credit with Steph Curry for believing in Steph Curry. And Steph Curry has repaid it. Portland has just been like, you're Dame, go win a game. Just like, hey, Dame, put the team on your back. Can you win a game for us, please? Yeah. Hey, we love you a lot. Here's yeah. the money. And you look at, you look at no, CJ. No, no sales tax. Yeah, and CJ has, CJ McCollum for Portland has done a lot. But whenever he doesn't show up, you can definitely tell he's not showing up. Yeah. Uh, before we go, I just want to get to this. Okay. It's June 4th. Okay. June 1st, Vegas Open. Yes, it did. For those of us here in California... June fifteenth. Honestly, I saw I have friends out there for for Memorial Day weekend, and honestly, that shit looked open before June first. Be real with you. Oh, I'm, I'm in the, sure. In the it day is. clubs, I was like, niggas in the pool having a good fucking time. This shit's fucking lit. I'm I'm sure. It was, I'm sure they like kind of slid past those rules. Here in L.A. in California, we are going to open June fifteenth. Things are opening. With that being said, more and more people are beginning to travel. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go to my cousin Evan. Evan graduated from Visual Doubt up in Oakland. You travel every weekend, bro. Yeah, right. He's going to DePaul University in Chicago. Just want to give him a shout out. But the one thing I want to talk about is we're seeing some videos online of people flying. The same way we've been seeing people (laughs) act a fool in NBA arenas, which we didn't even talk to. Motherfuckers are wild. 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 People are wild. Wild. Let me just say this. Leave it to America. Leave it to America. Look. We, you and I are gonna start traveling during the summer. Very true. And I, I need people to understand that me and you will have some rules when it comes to traveling. Like I, like I said earlier, we got beef forever. You get in my fucking like, like some of the shit I've seen. First off, the flight that they got punched in the face, that's yeah. just fucked up. Right. That's just like yo, like come on, son. Like it's like remember we we talked about this last episode. I was like, as much as I am willing to fight someone, I said I would not fight in one area for one simple reason. They don't play around at these airports. Well, Remember I, I talked about that? Yes, and I was like, yes. but, however, in certain situations that, we, that we, we've seen, it was like, maybe that rule might be amended. Because, like, you can continue to keep going. Like, it was just like, the, the mask thing. Like, I already know. I haven't been, I've been on a plane since, like, two years now. 
But like, I'm already like expecting to be sitting on a plane with next six, six, five to six months, and hear somebody go, "I don't want to wear a mask right now." And I, then, do I? Is the person a sitting next to me? Like I do this bullshit. Are they like? Are they within my vicinity? Why will, will I say to myself, Victor, let it go, let them deal with it, or do I take it upon myself to be like, "Hey, listen, Miss or Sir." Like, just put the fucking mask on so we get the fuck on. Because like, what if what if the plane goes like, hey, guys, we're not going to leave. We're not going to close this fucking door until that mask comes on. And most people won't really say much. But people like me will be like, bro, I got places to be right now. Put the fucking mask on. Yeah. And then that's going to cause an argument, cause a fight. And I don't want to do that shit. But I know me. I know I'm going to be low sipping. You know, I'll be sipping. Yeah. If I'm on an yeah. airplane, I'll be sipping. If I'm with you, I'm going to look at you like... I think I think honestly, Curtis, if I'm next to you or somebody who I'm with, I probably wouldn't do anything. But what will happen is we worse because then we'll be laughing about them the entire time. Like this nigga tripping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Well, yes, one, but two. I also think it's just like you look at videos where this kid is on TikTok dancing. Oh, as I just the plane. Thing is so fast. Because my biggest thing is like we all have. We all have things on planes we don't like. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is people who step over me mm-hmm. and try to get to the aisle when the plane lands. Where, oh, that is the, where, it's the worst. Where are you going? When you're towards the back, too, and they get yeah. up first, like, yo, nigga, where the fuck you think you going? Where are you going? Like, I literally, I sit down, I wait. I'll be like, I ain't getting up right now. Right. Where, where are you going? Mm-hmm. And then you look at these TikTok, this TikTok video of this kid dancing, and you're like, what? What? What, what is he doing? Then you talk about, like, violence on planes it's is a, it's up. spiked. It's spiked like, a, but they say they know we know why because because we weren't a plane. It's, we, it's not even that. It's literally over the mask. Yeah, people but, don't want to wear a mask. Like they saw, they saw somebody getting dragged off an airplane by the airplane. I'm like, you want to get dragged off the airplane over a fucking piece of fabric? Yeah, like my nigga, like come exactly. On, and that's why I'm telling you, like that's why I fear, like. I don't want to deal with that shit because, like, I know, like, I'm not gonna be like. Because first of all, it's like six hours. Is like, yo, bro, like, put the mask on, go to fucking sleep. That's what I'm gonna do right now. Yeah, I want to knock the fuck out. Yeah, just knock the fuck out for six, six hours. Like, I don't give a fuck. But like, I know if I'm sorry, if that happens, because me and you, obviously, we always sit in the aisle, so it's fine. But like, can you imagine right now? We're sitting in the aisle. The bitch or the person sitting behind. Not not bitch. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say that out loud. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's a bitch or not. <laughs> but like, if the person behind us or in front of us. Or someone within the, someone on the fucking plane just goes like, "Why are we all wearing a mask?" And then when I when I hear that when I hear something like that, that means oh you want attention right now, and I'm not gonna feed into it. And I'm looking at you like, "Did you hear this bitch right now?" And the worst part, is I ain't gonna whisper it. Right. I'm, just, I'm gonna say a lot like, "Do you hear this motherfucker right now?" Yeah. Like this will trip it, and they're gonna be like, "What y'all niggas saying?" They won't say nigga part. Let's say let's say wild. <laughs> and if they if they say nigga part, I'm be like, ah, oh, I will probably. I'll joke. I'll joke even harder. I'll probably laugh even. I'll probably start laughing because I think it should be well, funny. I think. I think the biggest thing is people have forgot how to fly, like be on airplanes, etiquette. Because they, because we're Americans and we fucking, we're fucking spoiled. They think we deserve all this shit. It's like, no, we don't. Well, no, well that's true. But I do think people need to be quickly reminded, like, hey, this can be taken away from you, and it can be real taken quick. away real quick. And, and they don't play. And it needs to be taken away real, real quick. There's, Dave. First off, I remember airlines started that shit last year. They were like, yo. They have banned so many people from airlines because of fighting. Yeah, and it's like you really want to get banned from air. You want to you want to get banned from fucking flying over nothing. Yeah, like it'd be one thing if it was like an eighteen hour flight and wear a mask. It's like yo, that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. But deal with it. Yeah, All exactly. Right, deal with it. Okay, exactly. But like 
I'm tired out. We're not gonna say where we're going soon. We'll talk about it later on. But like, if we're on that fucking playing card, and some motherfucker is mad about a bath, I can tell you right now, I'm laughing at them. <laughs> I'm laughing at them. No, no, no. I truly agree. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we got more NBA playoffs coming up. We got some NFL topics coming up. We got a lot to talk about. We have about. a lot. We had to throw one out for y'all real quick. Yeah, well, the Lakers, is we had to throw one out for you. So, Victor, where can they find you? Where can they find I, got, I, got, I got a last, I got a last thought, though, there right now. Like, I've been going for a while. I'm not going to lie. I've been, like, mentally just out of, like, kind of like, um, what's homegirl tennis player? Oh, here's talking about now. Like a- How she's taking a mental break. I took a mental break, and I'm coming back with a vengeance, and I'm tearing out to every motherfucker that tearing out Curtis. Any person that goes in my DMs and my comments, if you come at me fucking sideways, like, don't fucking play with me. Because I'm coming at everybody. I'm coming for everybody. I'm going at anybody. I don't give a fuck what your problem is. I don't care what happens in your personal life. If you fucking offend me, you piss me the fuck off, guess what? Coming for you, bro. Taurus gang till I die. Petty ain't fucking dying. And I don't, we got beef, we got beef forever. But you can find the show on, <laughs> on, on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> at the Eros Podcast at T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can always find me at V I C underscore G W four O's and three D. That's on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Oh, well, thank you for that PSA for your life. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Curtis Sheehan. That's all one word, at Curtis Sheehan. And you can find me on Instagram at Chillin' with Curtis. That's C-H-I-L-L-I-N, no G, mm-hmm. with Curtis. <laughs> all one word, all lowercase on Instagram. Uh, we'll see you guys very oh, soon. And then I do have my, 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 my pronouns that I want to go by now. Okay. Another pronoun. So, obviously, it's them, they, I'm that nigga. Well, thank you for letting us know. <laughs> thank you for that. We are all holding our breath until you told us that. Yep. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Until then, Victor, what should they do? Keep wearing a mask, people. <laughs>